This programme is sponsored by the Wolves Disabled Supporters Association. The giant is stirring. The dream is being realised. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Wolverhampton Wanderers programme. In this instalment, we preview Leicester City's arrival at Molyneux. Coming up in the programme, we'll hear from the manager, Nuno Espirito Santo, who tells us more about the Feed Our Pack project, and we'll give you all the key stats and information on Brendan Rodgers' visitors. We've got an in-depth feature on Ruben Neves and his fellow Portuguese, Nelson Semedo, goes home and away. Once again, we'll have the 11 versus 11 quiz, and TV presenter Lindsay Hooper gives us her greatest Wolves 11. Welcome to the Wolverhampton Wanderers programme. It's Wolves versus Leicester. Let's take a look at our visitors today. This is Leicester City before they arrived. Key absentees. As Leicester fell to defeat to Leeds United last week, Brendan Rodgers admitted the absence of Wilfred Ndidi and Jamie Vardy was noticeable. Ndidi is one of three City men suffering with a hamstring injury currently, alongside Timothy Castagna and Wesley Fofana. The trio are key players when fit, so a speedy return will be the focus. Damari departs. The main talking point from the January transfer window for Leicester was the permanent departure of Damari Gray, Although rarely called upon this term, the wide man contributed greatly in his 168 games in City Blue and collected a Premier League winner's medal for his role in the club's memorable 2016 victory. However, Gray has moved on to pastures new at Bayer Leverkusen. Low-scoring affairs Since Wolves and Leicester enjoyed a Premier League classic in January 2019 when seven goals were shared, the goal math action has been in short supply. In total, across three games since that thriller, just one goal has been scored between the two clubs, a City penalty back in November. The last Molyneux clash finished in stalemate, but will that change today? Vardy's welcome return. The Jamie Vardy hole left in recent weeks was noticeable for the Foxes, understandably, with the striker hitting 13 goals in all competitions this season. Ayose Perez led the line against Everton and Leeds, as well as Brentford in the FA Cup, but failed to score on each occasion. However, Rodgers hinted that the 34-year-old Vardy could return at Molyneux, which would provide the Foxes with a big boost. Let's have a look now at the stats and facts surrounding our visitors this afternoon. This is how they stack up in the appearances column. Both James Justin and Casper Schmeichel are ever-present for Leicester. So too are Rui Patricio and Pedro Neto for Wolves, all with 22 appearances. In the goals column, it's Jamie Vardy who leads the way with 11 Premier League goals. Harvey Barnes with 7, James Madison with 6 and Yuri Tielemans has 5. Pedro Neto is Wolves' highest scorer with 4. In terms of assists, James Madison and Jamie Vardy lead the way with 5 for Leicester. Pedro Neto has 4 for Wolves. Harley Barnes has three, Daniel Pudence has two. Wolves come into this off the back of a good win at home to Arsenal by two goals to one. They'd preceded that with a loss away at Crystal Palace by a goal to nil and a nil-nil away draw at Chelsea. For Leicester, they went to Fulham in the week and won by two goals to nil. That followed a defeat at home to Leeds United by three goals to one and a draw away at Everton at Goodison Park 1-1. The last meeting between these two sides was in November. It ended Leicester 1, Wolves 0 with a Jamie Vardy penalty early on. 
The previous two games have both been nil-nil. Nuno's record against Leicester isn't the best. He's had eight matches, two wins, two draws, but four defeats. Brendan Rodgers, meanwhile, doesn't have the best record against Wolves with just one win, four draws and one defeat. The overall record between these two clubs down the years reads like this. Wolves have 42 wins, Leicester have 38, there have been 35 draws. Here are the key cogs for Leicester City as we take a look at the key players in Brendan Rodgers' Leicester side. Number one, Kasper Schmeichel. Ever present for the Foxes this season, experienced shot stopper Kasper Schmeichel has been in fine form once again in between the sticks. Leading by example with the captain's armband, the 34-year-old is well known for his one-on-one saves and has been one of the star performers in his Leicester side this season. Number two, James Justin. Initially tasked with the heavy burden of replacing Ricardo Pereira, who is recovering from injury, talented fullback James Justin has established himself as one of the first names on the Leicester team sheet this season. The 22-year-old's versatility is vital for Leicester, with Justin able to play on either side of the defence as well as in a back three. Number 25, Wilfred Ndidi. Ndidi is a major factor in Leicester's success in recent years, and it's easy to see why. Regularly featuring at the top end of the charts for ball retentions and tackles in the league, Ndidi is the anchor that breaks up play and allows the more attacking players in the Foxes' ranks to express themselves and has developed himself into a vital member of Leicester's squad. Number 9. Jamie Vardy When you think of Leicester City, you think of Jamie Vardy. His story is one that everybody knows all too well and after finishing as the Premier League's top goalscorer last season with 23 goals, the 34-year-old has picked up where he left off with 11 to his name so far this campaign. But having recently undergone a hernia operation, the talisman faces a race against time to be fit for the visit to Molyneux. Here's the scout report for Leicester City as we look into how the side will set up ahead of their trip to Molyneux with Jeff Peters of TalkSport. Style of play. Quick, purposeful, bright, energetic and like to get on the front foot. But if they knock it long, they are happy to do so. They like to have a passing style of play and to be in control. Today's approach. They've got to play with the confidence that they know they've got and back themselves to open up Wolves. If Wolves set up in a different way, then maybe Brendan Rodgers will slightly tweak what he does, but he will want his side to get at Wolves. Main man, Yuri Tielemans. He's played so many games this season and plays in a double pivot alongside Ndidi and he really has so much quality. He's only 23 but he's played so many games in his career already and when he's on song, this Leicester side played really well. Wary of, Pedro Neto. He's a really exciting player and I think fans outside of Wolves don't always realise just how good he is. He has a great ability to run with the ball and whilst he's still only a young player, he's only going to get better in the years to come. Match winner, Harvey Barnes. He's improved his end product, scoring more goals, creating lots of chances, is blessed with fantastic pace, and as a former West Bromwich Albion loanee, will certainly enjoy this one. Jeff's also given us his expected Leicester team. It starts with Kasper Schmeichel in goal, Castagna at right-back, Evans and Fafana the centre-backs with James Justin at left-back. The two midfield anchors are Yuri Tienemans and Wilfred Ndidi, with Mark Brighton on the right side of midfield, Harvey Barnes on the left, and James Madison operating behind Jamie Vardy. This is Sliding Doors, where we take a look at a couple of transfers between Wolves and Leicester from yesteryear. Nathan Blake, Wolves to Leicester. Free transfer in July 2004. Nathan Blake scored 26 goals in 85 appearances for Wolves, scoring one in 15 for Leicester. 
Having been a prominent finisher across the Football League, Nathan Blake's goals helped fire Wolves into the Premier League for the first time in 2003. However, his final crack at the top flight was blighted by injuries and he was shipped out by Dave Jones to Leicester City, where he spent just one season before being released in the summer of 2005. Mark Venus, Leicester to Wolves, £40,000 in March 1988. He played 338 times for Wolves, scoring 10 goals, 69 appearances with one goal for Leicester. Following a rather uneventful three years with Leicester City, in which the club were relegated into Division 2, Mark Venus made the move to then fourth-tier outfit Wolves. Becoming a member of the 300 club during his decade at Molyneux, Venus was an instrumental part of the defence as he helped the bankruptcy-threatened club rise back up the league pyramid. This programme is brought to you by the Wolves Disabled Supporters Association. For more information, please contact Dennis Green. All the information you need can be found at facebook.com forward slash wolvesdsa. Time now for the 11 versus 11 quiz. We've gone a bit more recent this week. Here's Wolves 4 versus Leicester 3 from the 19th of January 2019 at Molyneux. Can you work out the lineups from this famous game between Wolves and Leicester City from the clues we've provided? We'll start with the home team, Wolves. Number 11, in goal. Recipients of the Portuguese Order of Merit. Number 19, right wing back won the 2012 UEFA European Under-19 Championship. 5. Right centre-back. Promoted to the Championship in 2011. Number 16. Centre-back. Made 2019-20 Europa League squad of the season. Number 27. Left centre-back. Professional debut was at Olympic de Valence. Number 29. Left wing-back. Won the 2016 UEFA European Under-17 title. Number 32, central midfield, made his international debut against France. Number 8, centre midfield, youngest captain in Champions League history. Number 28, central midfield, winner of 12 major league and cup titles. Number 9, striker, won gold at the 2012 Olympics in London. And number 18, striker, completed a European hat-trick in 12 minutes. And the Leicester team. In goal, number one, won League Two title at Notts County. Number two, right back, graduate of the Manchester United Academy. Number five, centre back, made 402 appearances for Nottingham Forest. Number 15, centre back, three times Sheffield United Player of the Year. Number three, left back, his father emigrated from New Zealand in 1993. Number 24, central midfield. Cousin of ex-Swansea striker Bafatimbi Gomis. 25 centre midfield. Started a degree at De Montfort University. Number 14, right winger. Leicester's 2019 player of the season. Number 19, left winger. Made his professional debut against Porto. Number 7, attacking midfield. Began his career with Cadbury Athletic. And number 9, up front won the 2010-11 Northern Premier League title. Answers, as ever, will come at the end of the programme. Time now for our programme's main feature. This is an analysis of Ruben Neves. In a year of transition at Wolves where players, systems and tactics are changing from week to week and game to game, there has been one member of Nuno's squad who has remained as consistent as ever. 
Ruben Neves has been a revelation since he arrived in the West Midlands on 8th of July 2017. One of Nuno's former scholars at Porto, the signing of Neves was the first inkling of what was to come in that championship winning season and forming the foundation of Wolves which is known across the world today. The signing sent shockwaves across English football. Little old Wolves, mid-table, second division side Wolves. Wolves who had flattered to deceive time after time after time, bringing one of the most promising talents in the world and the youngest captain in Champions League history, not to the Premier League, but to the Championship. Some might have thought the league would be too physical for him and fellow signings from Nuno's past, Diego Jota and Willy Bolly, but how wrong they were. Neves put in performance after performance to propel Wolves into the Premier League at the first time of asking, scoring some of the most outlandish goals ever seen at Molyneux. He continued that form in his first two seasons in the top flight as Wolves made consecutive 7th placed finishes, an FA Cup semi-final and a Europa League quarter-final with a midfielder who has also won the captain's armband on rare occasions, Conor Cody has been absent, instrumental in the old Gold's journey. The first half of the 2020-21 season has been a difficult period for those of a golden black persuasion. At the start of the new top flight campaign, Wolves picked up 17 points from their opening 10 matches, the best start the club has ever made to a Premier League season, despite not always playing at their free-flowing best. But following the devastating injury to Raul Jimenez in that 10th game, that launched a period where Wolves would improve their performances, but only picked up the three points once in a subsequent 10 matches, as they overcame Chelsea 2-1 at Molyneux. As supporters searched for the answer to turning the season around, many looked towards Neves and the impact he was having on games, asking questions of the Portugal star for the first time in his Wolves career. Although statistics can be deceiving, they have shown Neves to be one of the most consistent performers in the Wolves squad, even in a season which has seen the team go through one of their longest winless runs under Nuno. Behind Pedro Neto, no other Wolves player has come close to the top of all the major statistics recorded during matches this season as Neves. A man of the match performance in a 1-1 draw against Newcastle United in October was followed up by another in a 2-0 win over Crystal Palace five days later, with the midfielder continuing that form into 2021 with another outstanding performance against Palace in the FA Cup last month before scoring his opening goal of the season from the penalty spot at Brighton. But then came something never seen before from Neves as Wolves hosted Everton, an open play goal from inside the penalty area. In his previous 16 goals in Golden Black, four of those came from the penalty spot, while the other 12 were all stunners from outside of the box. Yet yeah, that was all to change against the Toffees. Having only cleared a corner as far as Ryan Ainuri at the left, the fullback skipped past his man before crossing directly to Neves' boot inside the centre of the penalty area to volley the ball into the back of the net. However, that goal should not have come as a surprise, considering it occurred in the middle of a spell where Nuno was urging his Wolves side to become more of an attacking force. With no recognised striker playing in the number 9 position that day due to Jimenez being out and Fabio Silva playing on the wing following injuries to Adam Traore and Daniel Pedence, Morgan Gibbs-White was the midfielder who played furthest forward. But with Willy Bolly also missing, meaning the squad that day was not blessed with the greatest of height, Neves was thrown closer to the box for set pieces and was in the right place at the right time as he snuck unmarked into the penalty area to turn the ball home and get his side back on level terms although the game was to end in defeat. The run of losses caused Nuno to rethink his decision on a back-four system, reverting back to a five-man defence for the visit to Stamford Bridge last month, as Wolves earned their first clean sheet in 12 Premier League matches to earn a goalless draw with Chelsea. 
With Wolves injured players returning, new signings bedding in and a return to the tried and tested back five, an already impressive season from the Portuguese could become one of Neves' best. That's if his stats are anything to go by. Let's take a look at some of those stats then. 2021 season, Wolves rankings, the stats are up to the 26th of January this year. Passes per game, he ranks first with 52.8. Long balls per game, he's second with 5.7. Shots per game, he's tied second with 1.8. Interceptions, he's third with 1.6. Tackles, he's fourth with 2.3. And goals, fifth with two. And here's the comparison stats up to this point from last season to this. Passes per game has gone down ever so slightly from 53.2 to 52.8. He's having more shots per game with 1.8 to 1.6. Slightly less long balls with 5.7 to 5.8 and the same number of goals. Let's hear from some of the Wolves' opinion makers then on Ruben Neves here. First is Carl Akemi. Carl says, he's been my man of the match on numerous occasions this season. At the start of the season, he was out of the team, but he's been brilliant since he came back into the side. His range of passing, the way he dictates the game for us from the middle, and his energy going forward and getting back, winning inceptions from their midfielders, he's been brilliant. In the league game against Palace at Molyneux, his range of passing out to the wings was brilliant, but that's what you want from your central midfielder, to take the game by the scruff of the neck, and he was dictating everything, and he was the best player on the pitch by far. There were some great performances that night, but I felt that he dictates things better than anyone, and everything goes through him. He really makes us tick. But it's not just attacking and the transition. He's been defending really well this season, and his energy in midfield has been fantastic. He's really cemented his place in the team after him, Machinio and Dendonka were mixing two for the three positions, but Neves has firmly made that place his for the time being. He's shown the maturity in his performance with both sides of his game. Now with Cody, he's that figurehead for the club and for the team, and even though he's still relatively young, he is one of the most experienced members of the squad and dictates the big games. Here's John Richards on Neves. John says... He's been one of our key players ever since he arrived. He made such an immediate impact and became a fan favourite in that championship year. And his consistency is mightily impressive considering he had to adapt to the English game very quickly. He's such a stylish player, has such quality and is that level above a lot of the other midfield players in the Premier League. And he's one of those that we all wish we could pay our money to watch. He reminds me of my old teammate Kenny Hibbert. In as much as he sees passes and has the ability to make passes that others don't see, he hits a pass and you think, how did he do that? He's got that inbuilt gift of being able to read the game and see where players are and where they're going to go, and Kenny was like that as well. As a fellow footballer, you just have to sit back and admire what these players do, but he's also a terrific and almost beautiful striker of the ball, not just with his passes but also his shots from distance, and some of the goals he scored are absolutely stunning, yet he makes it look easy. Wolves' core in Jimenez when he's fit, Neves and Cody is as good as anything else you'll see in the Premier League and similar to a quarterback in the NFL, Neves stands in the middle and controls the game because he's a world-class player. And finally, here's Chris Iwalumo on Ruben Neves. Chris says, He's been fantastic. When he gets on the ball, he really is impressive. His passing is something else. He gets on the ball no matter where he is on the pitch and he can put it anywhere. He was outstanding during the Christmas period and in the games during the start of the year because he's getting the ball deep, his distribution with it has been excellent and something that he's added to his game this season is that he's getting himself into the box. To get a goal like he did against Everton is something that we all said after the Sheffield United game. Can he do that? Can he go box to box? Can he make his play? Can he get in the box? Can he score the goals in the box? 
He's got all the answers for us at the minute. We've commented on him being outstanding in several games this season and picked him as our man of the match, but that's because he's the one that makes us tick. When he has a good game, usually the team has a good game. When teams come to sit in against us, Neves is the one who has the quality to switch the ball out wide to open them up. This is Home and Away with Nelson Semedo, the six grounds which mean the most. Favourite ground, San Mamés Stadium. Nelson says, I'll say the Athletic Bilbao Stadium. It's very nice. When we went there to play for the first time with Barcelona, I was really impressed. It's very good. Ground of the most important game. Estadio de Luz. Nelson says, I'd say Benfica when I won my first title. If we won our game against Guimaraes, we'd be champions, and we did it. Raul Jimenez scored and our goalkeeper was Edison from Manchester City. Edison played the ball and Raul was in the other area. He found him and Raul scored for 1-0. It was amazing. Most difficult grounds. Anfield. When we played them in the Champions League semi-final, Nelson says, they make a lot of noise. It was a big game so I was expecting a lot of noise, but not like that. Molyneux debut. The first time was against Fulham in October, Nelson says, and it was really nice. We did not have our supporters, but I enjoyed the whole experience of playing at Molyneux. Debut ground. Estadio de Sport Uniao Sintrense. Nelson says, It was in the third division in Portugal. The club's name is Sintrense, which is where I started playing football. For me, it was big at the time. Maybe now it's small, but for a third division team, it's a good stadium. It holds around 2,000 people. Biggest ground played at. Camp Nou. For sure, it's Barcelona, Nelson says. It has capacity for 100,000 and most of the time it was full. It's a very big stadium, a very good pitch and for sure the biggest I've played at. When you're in the tunnel it doesn't seem as big because it's underground but when you climb up it's amazing. To finish each programme this season we've asked some of the old goals famous faces to compile their dream Wolves 11. The teams can be made up of any player from any era and they don't have to be the best of their time, just special to those who've chosen them. In the hot seat to give their favourite Wolves team this week is broadcaster and presenter for the Premier League, BBC Sport and Amazon Prime Video, Lindsay Hooper. Formation, 4-4-2. Goalkeeper, Carla Kamey. Lindsay says, I got to watch Carl's journey from start to finish. He won the championship in 2009 and promotion from League One in 2014. But the 13-14 and 14-15 seasons are the ones I'll cherish, seeing him in goal for us. Right back, Matt Doherty. Lindsay says, Matt's another whose Wolves journey has defined his career. He developed in the League One side, became a first-team regular in the Championship and then in the Premier League, providing crucial goals and assists. He will go down as one of our best ever buys. Centre-back, Stan Cullis. I didn't need to be alive to know the legacy Stan Cullis has left at Molyneux, Lindsay says, because my granddad used to tell me all about him. A former England captain with a stand named after him and a statue outside Molyneux. That's good enough for me. Centre-back, Billy Wright. I couldn't resist a centre-half pairing of Cullis and Wright, Lindsay says. His captaincy helped inspire Wolves to some of their best European victories, as well as their first major honour. The best of the best, so I'm told, and history dictates. Left-back, Dennis Irwin. Apologies to Andy Thompson, Lindsay says, but this is a choice that goes back to my university years when I loved watching Dennis. I only wish he'd played for as longer than the two years he did. Right wing, Adama Traore. Lindsay says, despite his inconsistencies, he's still the player oppositions have feared the most in recent seasons. I've chosen him purely so I have someone to run at defenders and deliver crosses for the front two. Centre midfield, Ruben Neves. 
Lindsay says, The championship season is still probably my favourite watching him. He's the man I want to see pulling the strings in midfield in this star 11, edging it over Joao Machinio for the fact he can contribute more goals, usually stunners from outside the box. Centre midfield, Paul Ince. Lindsay says, It's criminal that I'm not going to make him captain, but then again Billy Wright's in the team. Along with Irwin, he was one of the key players to help us gain promotion in 2003. Alongside Neves, he would be immense. Left wing, Pedro Neto. Lindsay says, this is with a nod to the future. Such an exciting young talent who has been the standout player this season. His potential could see him elevated to one of Wolves' best ever players. Striker, Raul Jimenez. I've gone with 4-4-2, Lindsay says, just so I can have Jimenez and Bully up front. Both goal machines, it would be incredible to see them play as a strike partnership. He can carve open space for others as well as popping up just at the right time himself. Striker, Steve Bull. The greatest goal scorer in the club's history, Lindsay says. He was nailed on to be in this team. Bully also brings the loyalty factor and fan adulation. Scoring 50 goals in two successive seasons puts him in a bracket of striker not many can match. And as promised, before we go, here's the answers for the 11 versus 11 quiz. The Wolves team, 11 Patricio, 19 Johnny, 5 Bennett, 16 Cody, 27 Saiz, 29 Vinagra, 32 Dendonka, 8 Neves, 28 Machinio, 9 Jimenez, 18 Jota. For Leicester, 1 Schmeichel, 2 Simpson, 5 Morgan, 15 Maguire, 3 Chilwell, 24 Mendy, 25 Ndidi, 14 Pereira, 7 Gray, 19 Barnes, 9 Vardy. And lastly, before we go, it's time to run through the starting squads for both teams. We'll start with Leicester City. Number one, Kasper Schmeichel. Two, James Justin. Three, Wesley Fafana. Four, Chagla Soyuncu. Five, Wes Morgan. Six, Johnny Evans. Eight, Yuri Tielemans. Nine, Jamie Vardy. Ten, James Madison. Eleven, Mark Albrighton. Twelve, Danny Ward. Fourteen, Kelechi Inacho. Fifteen, Harvey Barnes. Seventeen, Iose Perez. Eighteen, Daniel Amati. Nineteen, Cengiz Under. 20 Hamza Chowdhury, 21 Ricardo Pereira, 24 Nampolis Mendy, 25 Wilfred Ndidi, 26 Dennis Pratt, 27 Timothy Castagna, 28 Christian Fuchs, 33 Luke Thomas, and 35 Eldon Yakubovic. And for Wolves, 2 Kiana Hoover, 3 Ryan A. Nouri, 5 Fernando Marcel, 7 Pedro Neto, 8 Ruben Neves, 9 Raul Jimenez, 10 Daniel Pedence, 11 Rui Patricio, 12 William Jose, 15 Willie Bolly, 16 Connor Cody, 17 Fabio Silva, 18 Morgan Gibbs White, 19 Johnny Otto, 20 Virginia, 21 John Ruddy, 22 Nelson Semedo, 27 Roman Saiz, 28 Joao Machinio, 32 Leander Dendonka, 37 Adama Traore, 49 Max Kilman, 54 Owen Ottosoe, and 62 Andreas Sundergaard. Next up at Molyneux is the visit of Southampton in the FA Cup. It comes on Thursday, the 11th of February. It's a 5.30pm kickoff. And that will just about do us for this week's edition of the Wolverhampton Wanderers programme. We really hope you've enjoyed it. All that's left to do now, though, is to say, enjoy the match. The giant is stirring. The dream is being realised.